Scott, have you seen The Passion of Joan of Arc? The original 1928 silent version by Carl Dreyer. I have seen that. It's a Danish film, and it's a gorgeous-looking movie. Uh, it almost, when I saw it years ago, I thought it, it, it looked contemporary. It was so artistically done. But I don't really remember anything about the actress who played Joan of Arc. The actress was named Maria Falconetti, and it was her only role in a feature film. And it is still regarded by some people as the greatest performance in the history of movies. It's just this incredible... The greatest performance ever. Yes. It's been called that for decades, and there are still people that will argue for that. Um, It's just an incredibly nuanced performance. They took it directly from the... The church recorded essentially the transcripts of the trial of Joan of Arc. They exist. And, uh, and it's mostly in close-ups. This movie is almost all in close-ups. And it's just this incredibly beautiful example of performance. And being a silent film, it's all expressed in her face, you know. So I, I like to start with that because we're going to kind of go chronologically. Uh, that's our silent pick. And we're going to talk about um, great movie performances that have either been overlooked or even though they may be great, maybe even Academy Award winning ones, they've sort of been forgotten now. So uh, in the 1930s, you have James Stewart and Margaret Sullivan in four movies from 1936 to 1940. What's the one that uh, you think of in terms of James Stewart? We think of, you know, It's a Wonderful Life and and uh, many other great films. But what's right. the un- what's the uh, forgotten one? Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, the Philadelphia Story. Of course, James Stewart's one of the great Hollywood actors. But when he was just getting started in his career, he did four movies with Margaret Sullivan, an actress who a lot of people don't remember today, but was a huge actress briefly in the, in the late 30s and early 40s. And she really got him the parts. And he did four movies that if you want to see romance, like James Stewart at his most romantic, these four pictures, um, the, in fact, Stewart was actually in love with Margaret Sullivan who was married three times in her life, but James Stewart was always n- never made it because she she regarded him as like an older brother or like a younger brother or a, a friend. But you can see it in the movies that they there there are four of them. Uh, Next time we love, nineteen thirty six. The shopworn angel, nineteen thirty eight. The mortal storm, which was a very frank movie about Nazism and the rise of Nazism made in 1940, and the most famous is Ernst Lubitsch's The Shop Around the Corner. Just look up James Stewart and Margaret Sullivan, and they're all good. The Shop Around the Corner is a masterpiece. Garbage. Hmm? You hear something nice? Yes, what is it? A letter from a girl. Oh. My heart was trembling as I walked into the post office, and there you were lying in box 237. I took you out of your envelope and read you. Read you right there. Oh, my dear friend. In the 1940s, you list Anton Walbrook for Gaslight and the Red Shoes. Yes, this is going to be our most obscure pick today. Uh, Anton Walbrook was a wonderful Austrian emigre. Uh, again, like many Hollywood uh, uh, personalities, he escaped from Austria, escaped the Nazis in the 30s, and became a performer in British films. And uh he was in the uh, Gaslight, the original Gaslight. Uh, you know, that term is around a lot, right? Gaslighting. People use that all the time. Now, where did it come from? It came from a British stage play in the late 30s about a man trying to drive his woman, his, his wife crazy or make her think she's crazy. Um, and 
It was then made as a movie in 1940. The more famous version is the American MGM version made in 1944 with Ingrid Bergman and Charles Boyer. But famously, when Louis B. Mayer decided that MGM was going to make this film, he attempted to have every print of the 1940 Anton Walbrook uh, gaslight destroyed and almost succeeded. That movie was barely seen for years. And I imagine that a lot of our viewers out there who've seen Gaslight with Ingrid Bergman didn't know there was an earlier version. But let me tell you, Anton Walbrook and Diana Winyard are better, and the movie is scarier. It's a better version of Gaslight. Why should that have changed our lives? Just a name on an old envelope. There was never even an envelope! That was the beginning of your madness. Then I realized you were a half-witted creature who pried through my desk and my papers. But this is the end. You're not only mad, you are dangerous. Anton Walbrook also then went on to do a couple of wonderful films with Michael Powell and Emmerich Pressburger, most famously The Red Shoes. That's another really, really wonderful performance from uh, an actor who isn't on the tip of people's tongues today. And in the 1950s, Judy Holliday, who was a comic actress, along with being a romantic uh, uh, actress as well, and you've got her for Born Yesterday from 1950. Yeah. Now, this is not an uh, obscure performance. She won the Best, best Actress Oscar for this. And, uh, but nowadays, you know, when people are looking for comedies, they don't always think about older films. This is one of the greatest comedies. And I would say her performance is not only one of the greatest comic performances in movie history, it's one of the greatest performances, period. So it's just a hilarious, hilarious and, and biting satire. So Judy Holliday, wonderful actress who unfortunately died at age 43 and didn't do more, but arguably the greatest, greatest comic actress in movie history. In the 1960s, Sidney Portier, uh, Three Pictures in 67, to, to Sir with Love in the Heat of the Night, and Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, all really iconic. Why would you list Sidney? Because... Uh, he's still, you know, one of those uh, African-American actors who's considered uh, groundbreaking. Well, he just died last year, so people are thinking about him again. And let, I just wanted to remind people, let's not forget, he's really the one that broke open the ability of, of black actors to finally get meaningful leading roles and get away from the stereotypes. I mean, Hollywood had, had such a terrible history of racism, Um I remember seeing, watching a movie, coming across a movie recently. You remember Sam, the piano player in Casablanca, right? The actor Dooley Wilson. A strong role, a really good role in 1942 in Casablanca. Six years later, I saw a movie from 1948. He's playing a train porter again. There just were no roles, meaningful roles. And it really got going in the 50s, but Poitiers with Lilies of the Field and then, then these movies in the 60s really broke it open. And... Uh, I just wanted to sort of remind people of, of the importance of those roles. I was visiting my mother. I came in on the 1235 from Brownsville. I was waiting to go out on the 405. And in the 1970s, Cloris Leachman and Ben Johnson and the entire cast of The Last Picture Show, which uh, was a very significant movie. Yeah. and uh, Bogdanovich's, was that his first movie? It was not his very first but it's his masterpiece. I mean, if you're going to pick one. And uh, Peter Bogdanovich, it's really an ensemble piece. It's, it's a, just a wonderful movie about this dying Texas town in the 1950s. And um, 
and everybody in it is great. And so many people got their start in that movie. You want to see Jeff Bridges when he's about 21 years old, Timothy Bottoms, Sybil Shepard, Ellen Burstyn, a few years before she did the film with Scorsese, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. And then Cloris Leachman and Ben Johnson, who were a little older actors, both won Best Supporting Actor uh, and Actress for that movie. It's just an incredible tour de force of, of filmmaking in every way, but uh, acting in particular. And it's interesting that's the 1970s. We see Cloris Leachman in this film. She's very, it's a very dramatic role and kind of a tragic role in a way, too. And then she's on TV on the Mary Tyler Moore Show, and that's really how most people rem- at that time knew her. Great actors can do everything. to you. Why am I always apologizing to you, you little bastard? Three months I've been apologizing to you without you even being here. I haven't done anything wrong. Why can't I quit apologizing? You're the one who ought to be sorry. I wouldn't still be in my bathroom if it hadn't been for you. I had my clothes on hours ago. You're the one who made me quit caring if I got dressed or not. And in the 1980s, uh, Sissy Spacek in Coal Miner's Daughter from 1980. She was also in Carrie and Gary Oldman in Sid and Nancy. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Sissy Spacek, I just wanted to kind of remind our listeners about Sissy Spacek. She was so prolific and, and for, for but, a few decades. Right, but she hasn't acted much in, in a few decades. And she, you know, we all know about Meryl Streep and her 17 Academy Award nominations or whatever it is. And But people have forgotten what a great, great actress Sissy Spacek was. And Coal Miner's Daughter maybe the best leading part in a, in a biopic. You know, she played Loretta Lynn. Um, and she did all the singing herself, um, just an amazing, it's an Oscar-winning performance, so it's not like forgotten, but uh, Sissy Spacek may not be on people remembering her as much these days. I'm going out west to Washington to get me a job on a ranch or something. That damned old coal mine has got me buried alive. Was you just going to leave me? Just long enough to get the money to send for you. What makes you think I'd come? Because you're my wife, darling. I'm your wife? Boy, you better think of a better reason than that. Gary Oldman, you know, he's he's gotten a lot more high-profile stuff lately. He won the Oscar for The Darkest Hour playing Churchill and uh, did Mank playing uh, um, Herman Mankiewicz, writing Citizen Kane. But he's just such a, uh, a talented actor who can do so much. And Sid and Nancy was his breakthrough role, playing Sid Vicious from The Sex Pistols. A fascinating topic, and uh, David, we could probably go on and talk for another half hour. 